That was really. This is gonna be really weird. What are you talking about? I've never, I've never recorded anything. I think it'll be all right. Episode 5 of the Locker Room Guys Podcast. I'm happy to have Jonathan West here with me. Jonathan, how you doing? I'm pretty good, Joe. What's happening? Nothing much, dude. I meant to do this in the intro, but this is brought to you by the International Thigh Market on Belmont Boulevard. If you haven't been, you can go there and get your chicken on a stick and other miscellaneous items that you just didn't happen to know about at the time. So uh, I wanted to have Jonathan on as like a weekly thing, uh, but mainly to talk about relationships because he's fantastic at his and just happens to be literally the nicest person in the entire world. Uh, so I wanted to, to first have him like introduce himself and tell you guys a little bit about himself. Okay, uh, so I'm Jonathan West. I am a senior, about to graduate in a little bit here. Uh, and like Joey said, I've been in a relationship for about five years, going on six years now. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm great at relationships. I think I just am learning uh, how to take days as they come. Um, you may not agree, but you're significantly better than all the rest of us. That's <laughs> I, I, a stretch. But I, I do I do what I can, and uh, I try to take days, uh, again, like as they come. Um, it's it, Things are humbling. You are humbling. And so... I'm just going to jump right into it. And a lot of these questions uh, I had to make up myself. Uh, I tried to get write-ins from people, but I'm sure those are going to come as we do this from week to week. Uh, But the first one I wanted to talk to you about is distance. And I know I struggled with this when I came to college. Um, But I know a lot of people are going to start to struggle with it since we are graduating and their significant other may be moving away. Or like, for example, I I struggled with like my girlfriend going on study abroad. So so what are some of the things that we can do to help deal with that and Shorten the length almost. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting question. Um, honestly, man, like when it comes to distance, I've never had to experience distance. Uh, Lee and I went to high school together, and um, so it's kind of like you cheated. A little bit, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so like a little bit, but I think I think what it comes down to is like just this level of trust and assurance, right? So like if you're away from you're a significant other and, um, you know, you guys are some good distance away from each other. There's going to be a lot of questions on, you know, what are they doing right now? Like, where are they going? Who are they with? And all these sort of internal struggles that you might have and jealousy might rear its head or whatever. So you just have to have, I think, ahead of time before the distance comes, you guys should have established the relationship solid in like trust and like mutual respect for one another. And what I mean by mutual respect is that it's going to be key really um that you know buttons that make each other upset and it's imperative that right you know what i mean it's imperative yeah. that you know that ahead of time and you know how to not push those buttons or if you do accidentally push them how to reconcile that um so yeah that's so, so how do you deal like when you're far away like that with jealousy and some of the things that come up because i know it's a lot it's a lot easier to to get angry when you don't see that person hardly ever so you're saying when it does happen, how yeah. do you deal with it? Yeah. So honestly, man, how I've dealt with it in, in my relationship is taking a step back from the situation, 
praying about it and figuring out, okay, what am I mad about? Am I mad because I'm not getting enough attention? Am I mad because I think that I'm like not as significant as other people in this girl's life? What is the root reason why I'm jealous? And usually it comes down to a case of pride. I want to take up all of her time and all of her energy. Right. And that's unrealistic. She's a human being. She has several different ways that she wants to socialize. And like, it can't just be limited to me. Um, So I have to balance that with that same, with that same respect that I give her, also given towards me and then just respecting those boundaries between both of you guys. Right. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Um, I had an awesome thought and it just absolutely left me. (laughs) So hopefully it'll come back and I can circle back around. But uh, I know like a lot of times in relationships and like with anything, it comes down to love and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So how do we, just in a relationship, get better at forgiving the other person. Because I know that's definitely something that's extremely hard to do as well. Man, and me and you have had this discussion a time before. I know, and it, yeah, I'm really kicking myself that I didn't <laughs> record it so we didn't have to have it again. It's it's honestly, Joe, and I said this in the beginning, you really, as a grown individual, have to humble yourself and understand that, like, this person, whatever they did to you, no matter how heinous it may seem, not not granted if it's getting abusive or you know physically abusive or anything like that. Right. There's some there's some ways in which you probably need to disengage with that relationship. But yeah. there are a lot of things that should be and need to be forgiven if you want the relationship to be successful. It shouldn't be as simple as I'm entering in this relationship with you, and if you do something that makes me upset, no more talking to you. Forever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. And granted, there's some nuances there, but by and large, things have to be forgiven in order for the relationship to be successful. Um, and and things that things that hurt your pride, right? Things that are just like, oh, um, and I'm gonna get into it. Uh, Please, a lot of a lot of people are ending relationships because of infidelity, and. Um, not being faithful to the other. Right. And, you know, again, nuance is there, but there is a case in a lot of issues where it's mostly about, I can't believe you would do this to me. How dare you hurt me like this? Da, 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 da. Right. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to like do the same thing to you. Yeah. That's, that's no good. That's like counter counterproductive. That's counterproductive. And this person that you once cared about, even though they transgressed from you, this person that you once cared about, you're an enact, you're enacting, you know, the same thing that hurt you to that person that you once cared about, which bears the question. Did you ever really care about this person? Right. You know, um, or did you just care about this person to the extent that they followed everything that you did correctly? Um, and again, nuances there, you know, there has to be a, a mutual respect, right? You can't just continue to like, you know, cheat on me. You know, right. I can't continue to cheat on you. There has to be a, a a relationship where we understand each other's boundaries and where we like, okay, I don't need to cheat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know. And, okay. and a lot of times I've found, and especially talking to, to counselors and people that like study this kind of stuff, um, like cheating, if it's consistent, it's like a habitual thing. Like right. that is just how that person is almost like they're just not going to get over it. Right. In which case, 
you need to evaluate whether you need to be with this person or not, which is an even deeper thing, really. I mean, that you know, that's why did you even get into the relationship? Like what attracted, you know what I mean? There's a whole, if you got into a relationship with this person and didn't know this behavior prior, that really, you have some self-reflection to do, I would say. Right. But <clears throat> but when, when these kind of issues come up, like if someone cheats or something like that and you, and you still want the relationship, how do you fight through things like that? Because I know say there's- that one th- more time. Like if if someone were to cheat or there were like a big issue in the relationship, mm-hmm. but both partners still want it, how do you get through such a big bump like that? Because I know Kanye says like he'd never hit a woman, <laughs> but he would shake the shit out of her. <laughs> and, uh, That's I, not funny at all. Yeah, yeah, never mind, never mind. Um, no, in all seriousness. Um, if something like that happens, it's got to be an open and honest conversation. Um, why did this happen? And I'll tell you, from my experience, um, we never had, you know, in my experience, we never had an issue of cheating, per se. But I for sure was given um, another girl at an earlier part of our relationship more attention than I was uh Leah. Right. And that resulted in Leah not trusting the relationship and forgoing that relationship and, you know, meeting uh, someone else and and everything like that. So um, not to get too much into detail with that, you know, we can we can talk about that. Uh, anybody who, who's listening can talk about that. Probably. I mean, you can talk about it. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, is that a lot of times if that has happened, there is something wrong with the relationship itself. There's like a closeness that's lacking. Mm-hmm. There's lines of communication that aren't happening. Um, and sometimes on the guy's part, it's just a matter of you like wanting to be awesome and have all these other girls like be into you or whatever. And you need to be honest with yourself about that. You know, a lot of times we'll look at other girls and be like, man, you know, I wish like my girlfriend was like that. Right. But the reality of it is, is that your girlfriend has a lot of attributes, honestly, that you, um, you appreciate. Otherwise you wouldn't be in the relationship and you're looking at this girl Barely even knowing her, really. You only know her to an extent. You don't mm-hmm. know her like you do your girlfriend. So you're, yeah. you're, you're getting to a place where you're like willing to forsake something that you know for sure is like good and true and real for an imagination. And, um, I'm saying all that, I guess, to say that keeping lines of communication open and figuring out each other's needs and really trying to work past, um, I'm trying to think of the words to say, Joe. You've got them. Trying, I yeah. know they're in there. <laughs> Just trying to work past um, each other's egos, man, is each other's pride. Because that's really, I, in my opinion, what it boils down to um, is just a matter of figuring out how do we work. I mean, we both we both want what we want. Yeah. How do we give and take from each other? Right. And be reasonable. And I know a lot of people <clears throat> seem to be attracted to people that are like totally opposite them, mm-hmm. like like opposites attract and stuff like that, which is good because, I mean, you have someone that's totally like different from you. But at the same time, you run into to these like really discrepancies mm-hmm. and like inconsistencies that you have, like in your thought process and the way you deal with things. And, and how do you fight through things like that that are just like internal, like just, that's just the way you are. And you run into box that way. Yeah. So, well, give me an example. So you, what are some things that are just, this is just Joe. 
Right. It's just so, Joe being Joe. So I've run into issues before where it's like, uh, like, like con- conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a talker. Mm-hmm. I, I have this podcast. I, I mean, <laughs> I talk things out, and that's right. that's how I resolve things. But okay. a lot of people want to want to walk away from it, mm-hmm. gather themselves, breathe, give it like two, three hours, mm. and then come back to it, which is fine. But I don't I don't deal with conflict in that way. Mm-hmm. And um, different interests, for example, right. Which is fine. It's just, uh, I, you know what I mean. It's just yeah. things that are internal to you and the way you are, and yeah. that presents conflicts in your relationships because the other person isn't like that. Yeah. So, we're, so now we're kind of getting into, um, we're getting into this idea of how we deal with issues, right? right. Or, how, or how we deal with issues, or our personality types of things like that. Right. So we're getting away from pride and ego, which is cool. Um, and I think that this is another interesting piece. So what you're asking is how do we deal with internal conflict based on differences in the way we process those, those yeah. conflicts. Okay. Yeah. So Leah and I are very different as well. Uh, I am, I'm on this podcast. I'm a very external processor. I right. have to talk things out and keep talking it out and keep talking it out and keep talking it out. Yeah. Um, she is an internal processor, in which case she has to step to the side, collect herself, cry a little bit, and mm-hmm. then it's over. She really didn't have to talk about it. Um, and that always made me mad because I'm like, man, I need to talk this out. And she's like, well, I, I need to be quiet for a minute. Um, and I think, again, it goes back to this idea of giving and taking, right? So yeah. it's understanding. You have to get to a level where you understand how the other person processes and give them space to do that. And Ask them if they'll let you do a little bit of yours, right? So, like, with us, external processes, we tend to want to keep talking about it. And for internal processes, at least in terms of Leah, me keeping talking about it is reinforcing these um, these things that she either feels bad about or doesn't want to deal with in this verbal way because it makes her feel even worse. Or, right. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'll give you a prime example of, you know, uh, last night she made me some spaghetti and it was, it was delicious <laughs> for my birthday. Um, well, and it was, yeah. Happy birthday. Those of you who don't know, how old are you now? 23. You're the man. So That's Michael Jordan. Extra old. No. Jump man, jump man. <laughs> jump man, jump man. Um, no, but so yeah, she made me some spaghetti and I wanted, and, and I was late. So I had emailed her and I was like, Hey, I'll be home at seven. And she was like, yeah, I've like called you three times, like glad I wasn't in any danger or anything. And I'm like, oh gosh, snap. So I hurry up and get home. Well, surely you didn't email her. I didn't email her. I sent her an iMessage on my laptop because my phone was dead. That's fine. Yeah. But like if you emailed. No, I didn't email. I mean, I didn't AIM or I think you I think you're, yeah, I think your relationship would fall apart if you tried to hit her up on like Hotmail or something. Yeah. I mean, she's not about the hotmail. No, I she, don't think anyone is at this point. No, I mean, I, this is the 21st century, so yeah, we don't do that. You'd be regressing. Yeah, and we're all about progress in this country and in this um, room here. Yeah. So, but yeah, go on. So you're on your way back. <laughs> I'm on my way back, and uh, and she's upset because she tried to call me and ask me what time I'd be home, and mm-hmm. I didn't reply to her until later, and so the food got cold and all this other stuff. So. I wanted to talk it out. I wanted to say, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for stuff to go down the way that it did. Like, I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a doucher. I left my phone on silent. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she was just like, okay. 
And she's dealing with this all on the inside. And I'm like, no, like we need to, can we work past this so we can get to a resolution? And she needs time to digress. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the store, right? Cause we were going to have some wine and the wine court got stuck. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to the store, get us a new wine screw. Cause the thing got stuck and I'll get it out and I'm going to let you do your thing and be alone for a little bit. And yeah. I, and I did. And sure enough, as I'm leaving Kroger with the corkscrew, she calls me. She's like, I miss you. Just come on home and like, let's, let's just have a good evening. I'm sorry for being mean. That's pretty sweet. Cause you were on your way back anyway, right? Yeah. I was already on my way back. So it was like sweet. It was resolved, but because I let her have her time, I didn't try to belabor the issue. I hear what you're saying. Is it because you gave her her time or is it because you're magic and you just kind of knew what was going to happen anyway? Well, frankly, it's a little bit of both. Um, I like to keep my pride in check, but I'm also pretty awesome. (laughs) So... No, I'm just kidding. That's all fair. jokes aside, all jokes aside, I'm not that smooth. You are Leah's that smooth. A, a gracious saint, and I, yeah, I, I don't deserve her. But and for those of you who don't know, you guys are engaged now, right? Yeah, that's coming up, isn't it? Uh, September twenty fourth, two thousand fifteen. Are you fired up about it? I'm really pumped about it, Joe. It's gonna be, it's gonna be cool. I can't wait to go. Uh, that's okay. I can't wait to not go. And you can you can come. You can come, Joe. I got you. That's fair. I got I mean, your ticket. I got your season ticks. So you can I mean, come. I'll just hop on the live stream or something like. Yeah, or just or just even hop like come to the reception and just like hop in the Soul Train line at the end. If there is one, I will be in it. There's always a Soul Train line. Sweet dude. And and like what I wanted to ask you about, uh, like being engaged is as a lot of people, like especially from my high school and stuff, that really jumped the gun on that. Hmm. And got married mm-hmm. like right out of high school, mm-hmm. I think, would have, which would have been fine in like 1960, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but not now. Right, <laughs> right. I don't know a lot of people that are getting married now, and some of them fall apart, some of them work, and I mean, I guess we just haven't seen that yet, but like, how do you feel so confident in getting married now? Like, that doesn't scare you at all? Man, that's a really tough question, because um, it's so fresh. Uh, honestly, so fresh and so clean. Ain't nobody Just so So, so fresh and so, so clean, clean. <laughs> Uh man I am I mean I totally am nervous Um And I'm mostly nervous Because like When you I don't know When you're When you're making a commitment To something And you don't know the future of it it's, Yeah It's terrifying Um But man Again that's where A lot of my like My faith comes in Um understanding that like ultimately like i'm not really in control of like situations um and that like making a commitment to something doesn't necessarily mean that you have like all the answers for it you know it's mm-hmm. kind of a step of faith and you know trusting um that things will go the way that they're they're supposed to go yeah um and so yeah man i'm am i scared Absolutely. Am I, am I nervous about what's going on? For sure. But, um, I know that I don't hold, you know, my tomorrows. I know that my tomorrows are held by somebody that's bigger than me. So, um, we're good. We Gucci. (laughs) That's pretty sick. I don't know. I just, I'm really reluctant to jump into things like that because I know that like, I don't trust myself Mm -hmm. to, to look that far ahead, especially with things that are out of my control. Like, like I can't control that other person and I, I don't know. Like what my tomorrow is going to be, like you said, but mm-hmm. like I'm just really happy that you you are you may be one of the only people I've met 
mm-hmm. that is like that confident and like getting married right now. A lot of people do it because they're in like the military and stuff like that, which is right. like way more intense. Yeah. And it's at that point, like, you know, when you're going into the military, you don't know if you're going to live. You know, you really, really don't know if you're going to live tomorrow. Yeah. So you might as well, you know, <laughs> try to get you in a relationship. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I, I feel what you're saying too. And especially being in college, man, like, you're growing and you're changing so much. You know yeah. what I mean? You're learning new things. I mean, things. this is the the biggest change in our life, is right? It's from like 18 to 25 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and I'm no psychologist. You have to have Rennie, Rennie Ramos on the show. Uh, he's a he's a psych major. He's a raging uh, Cajun. He's a raging Cajun as well, and he can ball. Um, yeah. But apart from that, like, um, yeah, like this is this is the time that you form worldview a lot more. You mm-hmm. you know you. The person that you develop into from 18 to 25 is more than likely the person that you'll be for the rest of your life. So there's like, <laughs> it's, there's a small margin of error, like after that phase, like where you're yeah. going to do a lot of changing. Um, so it's in, you know, these, these times are important. These times create habits. These times creates, um, the way that you think. And so, so I, I don't know how much you know about this, but it is like the biggest time of growth. And with that being said, I know a lot of people, they break up because they're, they're afraid that like they might grow apart mm-hmm. and they're not growing in the same direction. But how do you how do you stay together with your significant other and then grow in the same direction? Man. Um, so when you say growing in the same direction, do you mean that you grow into the same person or you guys are? What do you mean when you say that? I mean, we're going to grow either way. Yeah. Like our views are going to grow. Mm-hmm. Like our minds are going to grow. Mm hmm. But you just don't grow apart, not necessarily grow together, but mm. grow independently, mm. but not apart. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think I understand what you're saying. So I'm going to address this in in sort of the sort of the political realm a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I think that, you know, politics and theology and all these things make up like who we are. So I, mm-hmm. I'll say this, Leah and I have differing views politically on a lot of different things. Um, she is about letting people find, find the truth in life or find right. like what's good in life. Yeah. And I am about um, guiding people to the truth in life and what's good in life. Right. Right. So, both of us are about people finding truth. She is just a lot more willing to let people discover. And I'm more of a person that lets people guide, but principally we're on the same page. I think that in relationships, in any relationship, friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, um, anything that you do, I think that it's imperative that you guys have a conversation and find out, okay, these are differences. But at the baseline, what are we really like trying to do? What are we really about? And I think that a lot of us will have more things in common than not, man. I think that when you when you're growing and you're progressing in your in your ideals or ideologies or whatever, I think right. at, at its core, everybody, not everybody, but most people want the world to be a better place. Most people want... Why would you not? Why would you not, right? But people have different ways of going about it, right? Yeah. Somebody on the more like right-leaning side economically might say, let the invisible hand do it. Somebody on the left-leaning side might say, let the government increase minimum wage. But with both of those sides, that doesn't require you to do anything. Yeah. And so it's important that we find principles that we agree on. And I I, I heard... I can't take credit for this idea. I've heard Glenn, Glenn Beck say it before, and I'm maybe showing a little bit of my political bias here, but... Um, I don't think that matters. We had a political show one time. Nice. Good. But I, th- I mean, 
wouldn't you agree? Like, don't you think that it's more about principle than method? Well, I don't core? know. That's why I asked you. But <laughs> but after hearing you talk, like, I can't disagree with you. I think you have to sift through all the junk and all all the uh, these minute details that like seem important at the time. But if you take a step back and you wait a month, those are no longer issues. Yeah. And I think if you agree in principle on like the main things that are going to drive your relationship, then I think you're going to be okay. Now I will say this though. I will say this. I think that when it comes to faith, I think that it's important that you and the person that you're with share that same faith. Maybe not necessarily that same denomination, but you share the same faith because there's, there's some starch differences between different faiths that are out there. So I think, right. For the sake of children, whenever that comes, or even just for the sake of your sanity, really, to have that same faith, even if you have different ideologies behind it, but having that same faith is going to be important because that's going to shape whether you say, um, what do you, you know, who you pray to or what you pray about or, or, or that sort of thing, or if you pray at all. Um, and I think that those things are key to, um, understanding how to grow with each other. If you guys can grow in faith, even if you have different ideologies about right. it, that's fine. But if you guys are growing in your separate faiths that don't coincide together, mm-hmm. for instance, like Christianity and Satanism, they don't really go together. I think that you should evaluate that relationship in my opinion. What about like people that, that like worship like Christianity and then people that worship like the NFL on Sundays. So in regards to that, Um, I've never seen, um, you know, I've never seen a, a quite a more devoted church, I think, than people that come to the church of the NFL. Um, (laughs) they, 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 people, they are very passionate. It's a very, it's a very religious organization. People love football. Um, so in that regard, I mean, I think that, you know, all jokes aside, like I think if you're all about football and not necessarily about going to church, you know, there's some room to to figure things yeah, out. Yeah, there's there. definitely some room to grow there. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, I support I, I support people that love football. Leah and no, I don't really get into sports really. That's just a crazy thing though, because like I th- I know most of us like definitely our age don't even. Like aren't even thinking about marriage. I think in large part, like we are. I agree. But, yeah. But then a lot of people that are do not think about having the same faith, and maybe it's just because we're in like a small community where everyone is like fairly similar. Mm-hmm. But I haven't even heard this conversation before. Really? Yeah. I mean, unless you've run into it, because I have not. Yeah, and I mean, I haven't really run into it either. I, I, I'm, you know, uh, um, did I, did I mess something up? No. You're oh, fine. Okay. No, I mean, I, I haven't really run into it a ton either. Um, but I think, like I said, I think that it's, it's important because, um, when you start, when you start to grow in your faith, whatever that faith is, or if whatever that faith isn't, you begin asking these questions, right? You, you know, who am I? Why am I here? Right. You know, what's the meaning of life? How, you know, what's wrong with the world? These sorts of questions that are like foundational to the way you view the world. Right. If you guys don't have the same answer, right? If you, if, if on the one hand, the person says, who am I? I'm a child of God. And the other person says, I'm whoever I say that I am. There's a lot. I mean, there's a, they can't ever really agree on anything. There's right. not even any principle really there because this person says that I, I make my own decisions. And this other person says, um, 
I am obedient to a higher power, God. So, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I think, I think you have to be wise enough to know that like, there are some things that will not, if you're, if you're serious about your faith or, or lack thereof, if you're serious about it, there's some things that you won't be able to waver on. Um, you know what I'm saying? Does I that make you. sense? Yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> and I wanted to ask you too, because like, this is what I've definitely come to learn in college mm. is that when I came in, I was trying to fix everything and like be hands on with like as much as I could be. Mm-hmm. But I learned really quickly, like not really to stress about things that were out of my control. Right. So like, where do you stand on like that idea to, to not stress about like extraneous things that like you may not be able to have any impact on at all, man. So this is a conversation I've had and this isn't, so are you meaning this in the context of relationship or life right now? Uh, can you hit both? Yeah. Uh, I can attempt to, I can hit to swing at some, um, well, if you swing and miss, I think it'll be okay. We can just roll with it. I guess all right. if it's a foul ball, you know, charge it to my head, not my heart. Um, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but, uh, but I, okay. So yeah, you, you as an individual have a small locus of control. Most of the time, that's stuff that you do day to day. Right. Um, I think a lot of people see media, they see, um, situations and I'm talking, this is grand scale. I'll get back to the relationship in a minute. But yeah. Grand scale. We see all these issues. We see like ISIS. We see freaking Donald Trump doing stuff. We see, right. You know, everybody's doing <laughs> something everywhere. And you see all these issues and we go to, you know, me and you go to a liberal arts school. So we're hearing about all these political issues and the immediate response is like, I got to go do something. Yeah. You know, and there is a level at which you can, but there's a level in which you can't, right? Like you single-handedly are not going to bring down ISIS. No, not even close. Those people are crazy too. Right? Yeah. So again, you have to taper down and say, okay, well, what is it that I can't control? And now I'm getting into the relationship. In terms of your relationships with people, you can totally, you can't manipulate it by any means, but you can totally control how you respond to someone. So someone says, hi, how you doing? You have two choices. You could say, screw off or, (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Yeah. One of which is going to lead to a closer bond perhaps. And the other one's just going to disengage the whole conversation entirely. So relationships are things that we can control and that we honestly, as a society need to control because that's probably the most beneficial thing about what it is to be human is to have relationships with people. Um, you know, you've heard, you've heard it say it's cliche, but you've heard it said before, you know, if I have all this money and don't have anybody to share with, it doesn't mean anything. And to some extent that is true. You're an accountant. Right. So you understand that money is a game primarily. Yeah. That's why it's so fun. That's why it's so fun to play. But with that same respect, relationships aren't so much a game Mm -mm. and relationships so much, so much of our relationships really help shape who we are and yeah. really answer a lot of the questions that we have. Money can't do that. Um, so what would be like, if you just gave a short list of the things that you can control in your relationship. Okay. So far on mine, I've got effort and my reactions mm-hmm. to whatever. Yeah. And that's about all I got. Okay. It's kind of, it's kind of bare, but like, what do you think of that? And like, what, what other things would you add that like you can control in your relationship? You know, I think you said it really well. Um, putting forth the effort to be in the relationship. Right. Um, 
being wise about your reactions and your actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, man, with that sort of a, a sub point, watching your mouth. Um, you, you have the power to ruin someone's day by what you say. Right. You do. You do. And you may not think that, um, but you have the power to either encourage someone or ruin someone's day or, 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 or to some extent life. Right. Like, I mean, you could be a bully, like and torment somebody for a long period of time. And so anyway, my point, I'm, I'm getting off control your mouth, <laughs> watch your mouth, um, watch your actions and reactions. Right. And put forth effort to either be in the relationship or not be, but you have to make a clear distinction between the effort you're going to exert. That's what I'd say. And I think it- I think to to close it out, I, I want to circle back around and reiterate the things that like we really, really took from this pod, which is, and I'm drawing a blank, but um, like one, the things that you control in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So watch your mouth, mm-hmm. right? Your effort mm-hmm. and how you react to things. Mm-hmm. Um, what did we say about getting through distance? What do we say about getting through distance? Right. Uh, so a main point that we said about getting through distance, establish trust, establish trust, establish trust. Know who the heck you're in a relationship with. Right. And let them know you. Okay. And then like working through issues. And I, th- I think we, we touched on that, but mm. like what was the big takeaway from that? Uh, uh, big takeaway, I think, working through issues is – Figuring out how, figuring out first how you work through issues and then trying to figure out how the other person works through issues. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was definitely it. That was definitely it. And I'm trying to think of anything else like really, really relevant to ask you, hmm. but I'm drawing a blank on that too. Um, so I'm thinking I might close it out. Are you good? I'm totally good. Um, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. It's pretty cool. Of course. And I, w- I want this to be a weekly thing with you because you are literally the nicest person like on the planet. And I'm convinced even though, even though you can't give as much in charity as like a lot of these people do, your heart is the biggest ever. And so, uh, what, what I'd like to do is if, if you guys could hit me up on Twitter, I just made a, um, no, not Twitter, but Facebook. I made a Facebook page for the locker room guys. And for next week, uh, I don't know when I'm going to have him on, but I'm definitely going to have him on sometime. I'd like you to write in some relationship questions or life questions that you'd like to ask to the great Jonathan West, and I will definitely pick the best ones and uh, definitely ask him on the pod next week. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good. Thanks uh, for listening, and thanks for having me on, Joe. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much. Peace.